0: The startling evidence on learning loss is in. You won't believe where that title comes from. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead.
1: You know, I think, Matt, we warned about quite a bit of this during the COVID lockdowns and what was happening to our precious children. You know, the schools have been locked down and it's going to affect them. They're getting depressed, suicidal, and they're not learning appropriately. And here we have the New York Times editorial board has now made this COVID confession. Yeah, this
0: is the New York Times editorial board. This is not an editorial by someone that the New York Times published. Mm -hmm. This is the editorial board, and they say that the board is a group of opinion journalists.
1: And they're not exactly a conservative media either. No, and
0: uh, (laughs) this is titled, The Startling Evidence on Learning Loss is In. So this is the opinion now of the entire editorial board. And they have this scathing article that goes over what we have said from the very beginning, that these lockdowns were a disaster. They say that in the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic, Congress spent $190 billion in aid to schools, stipulating that 20% of the funds had to be used for reversing learning setbacks.
1: Now think about that for a moment. 20% had to be used for reversing learning setbacks. So that means they weren't getting the materials they needed or other uh, items to help them in their education. Instead, they were trying to help them make up the time that they've lost yeah. during COVID. and they
0: say here, they go on, at the time, educators knew that the impact on how children learn would be significant, but the extent was not yet known. The evidence is now in, and it is startling. They say that the school closures took 50 million children out of the classroom at the start of the pandemic and that it may prove to be the most damaging disruption in the history of American education. They say that it also set back student progress in math and reading by two decades Mm. and widened the achievement gap that separates poor and wealthy children.
1: And you know, the thing is, they were telling these children all through COVID, well, going to school is not necessary, it's not essential. And so they are in that mindset and continuing to today, you're having the delinquency is continuing because they think, well, going to school is not necessary, it's not essential for me.
0: Yeah, and they say that uh, the challenges have been compounded by an epidemic of absenteeism as students who grew accustomed to missing school during the pandemic continue to do so after the resumption of in-person classes. Now, think back to August, September 2020. We live in Florida, and Governor Ron DeSantis said that the schools will be open for in-person activity, Remember the educational bureaucrats, the teachers' education, the Florida Teachers' Union and all those? They filed suit. They were up in arms. The nation of other teacher organizations were just rallying against Florida and DeSantis. And they were saying, yo, you're going to harm the kids. You're going to kill the kids. Well, you know what? Against all that opposition, the schools were open. The kids returned to school. So the only time that they had out was like from the spring till the end of their school year. Mm -hmm. They returned to school, whether it was kindergarten all the way through college, and school operated as normal. And guess where Florida is right now at the educational gauge? It's at the very top of the nation in Mm -hmm. all these different categories because the students didn't miss very much school. They only missed a few of those uh, early months after the pandemic lockdown
1: well education we know is essential and you know some of these poor parents that had to work and then their kids have been sent home to do the at home thing on the computer it it was totally different and very disruptive and i don't think the children were were learning as much as they could have in the environment of a school and
0: you know back then remember you know for some of these kids they went home like say for example on a friday or they went home on whatever day it was they closed their lockers, and then they were told there's no school on Monday.
1: Mm-hmm. Or Tuesday, or, or tu- Wednesday, and or And Thursday. there's no
0: school for the rest of the year, so your entire yeah. school is canceled. They had to then make appointments to come back to get their books out of the locker.
1: They, they missed out on their sports, their after-school activities, there's being around their friends.
0: Sports uh, athletes that committed suicide, we know of mm-hmm. those. There's mm-hmm. articles that came out where they committed suicide for loneliness. But also what happened is... Then they had to try to figure out well how they're going to get the education. The schools weren't prepared for online, and not everybody has high-speed internet, and not everybody has if you have more than one child in the home, a computer. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to do that? Uh, my my niece is a reading specialist in the uh, state of Wisconsin. And she showed me, when I visited her recently, she showed me a a photo where she is uh, teaching kids during COVID. And uh, there's four different screens, and she's a teaching uh, English language specialist. So there's one uh, scene of the kid's room, and there's no kid sitting in the chair. He's just completely gone. There's another one uh, where the kid has his head down on the desk, and he's sleeping.
1: (laughs) And she's talking to them?
0: Well, she's trying to. And the third one is uh, uh, the cell phone camera is connected to, like, the dashboard, and you can't see the driver, which presumably is the parent. Uh, But the kid is in the back seat, and the kid's got his head over on his shoulder sleeping. And she tries to speak. Presumably they could hear her but the driver doesn't say anything. So one kid's gone and two kids are sleeping. And this was her typical uh, approach or typical day that she had to deal with during COVID.
1: So now, no wonder they've been set back more than 20 years in their math and reading.
0: Yeah, so the Associated Press, they actually illustrated how school attendance has created across the United States. They say this, this is really amazing. They compiled, in partnership with the Stanford University education professor, Thomas D, and they found that more than a quarter of students were chronically absent in 2021-2022 school year, up from 15% before the pandemic. That means an additional 6.5 million students joined the ranks of chronically absent. Chronic absenteeism rate exceeded 61% mm. in the poorer school districts in Oakland, California, The Chicago Tribune reported that new triers rate of chronic absenteeism, which is a school township there in Illinois, got worse by class, reaching nearly 38 percent among its seniors. This goes on and on and on. Students grew more alienated from the school the longer they attended uh, in remote And they also became, as you started to allude to earlier, vulnerable to mental health difficulties that worsened during the COVID pandemic and the lockdown. More than 40% of high school students had persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness. 22% had seriously considered suicide. 10% reported that they had attempted suicide. And
1: that's data that was collected by the CDC.
0: Yeah. And where was the CDC when all this happened? Yeah. They didn't bring any warnings. I didn't hear them saying this. Where's their press release on this? Right. No, because they're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. They were part of the problem of scaring everybody to death. Fauci. Fauci with the NIH and the CDC and the FDA, scaring everyone to death. You know, that was psychologically traumatizing to people. of course. Particularly the younger children.
1: Yeah, and children need that facial interaction and that, that fellowship with each other as well.
0: We really pushed back on a lot of this from the very beginning. I remember we got pushback from people that were supporters of Liberty Council. Early on when we said this was wrong, it didn't take a brain scientist or it didn't take a lot of research or data to realize you lock people down, you scare them to death, you threaten their jobs, you then mask them up so they can't see each other, and then you isolate them. People are communal. They like to be around other people. And you do all of that and you make them fearful What do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's one of the reasons why we are privileged to launch Covenant Journey Academy. Covenant Journey Academy is a full-service K-12 online Christian academy with over 150 courses all taught online, available 24-7, 365, and over 30 courses of college credit. So you can get dual credit at Covenant Journey Academy anywhere in the world. And those individuals who have dropped behind their pace, they can easily catch up with Covenant Journey Academy because it's self-paced and highly profitable and educational and beneficial. You can go to cj.academy for more information, cj.academy. And for Liberty Council, go to lc.org forward slash vaccine, lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.